0: Good morning. Good morning. My name is Didier and it's, that's been a long time. It has been a long time. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Young people, released to Fusion. You can head out. Sorry, man. No problem. Okay. Uh, there's, God has been speaking since we started the service. He said a lot of things, but just one specific theme. I will let you put everything together by the end of this message. But let's first address this problem. I know you've been asking, what happened to you? What did you do to your leg? That's literally addressing the elephant in the house. So this happens when you forget that you're not 18 anymore. When you are 22 like me, you there's stuff you don't need to prove. Yeah, I'm 22. I was born in 1974. Do the math. 22. Oh, okay, 24. Okay. Some things, the kids just have to take your word for it. Instead of going and proving that you can jump a fence of two feet, land on the wet grass, pancake yourself on the grass, and the kids were like, Oh, Dad, you did it! I told you that I could do it. I still got it. But now go and get your mom. She has to take me to the emergency. Are you crying? No. <laughs> I told you I'm allergic to grass, so run, get your get that. Brings us pretty much to what we have here. Before I start, I'd like to thank you all. The text we're going to read today is Luke twenty-two, verse twenty-one to 20, uh, thirty-four thirty one to thirty four, but first I wanna thank you all for your prayers and support. For those who don't know, the last eighteen months has been tough for me and my families. Last January in 2017 I started feeling that I couldn't breathe at night. Quickly things deteriorated and I was only able to sleep one hour straight and at night. So I had to take my eight hours and scatter it throughout the day. And sleep one hour, woke up and sleep because my lungs were just filling with something. And went to the doctor. They didn't know what happened. They didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what was happening. No treatment. No medication. Nothing was working. And while we were trying to figure out what was going on, in the meantime, the basement flooded. The insurance didn't want to pay for it. Because they said it was a slippage, not a flooding. That was awful. While we were trying to figure out that problem, our vehicle, my truck, oh, just died. It was a total loss. That was a pretty good truck, but suddenly just broken in the driveway, it was gone. So we had to figure out ways to pay for it. We And I was sick. Things got worse in May last year because my dad passed away. And I was While I was trying to figure out what was going on and the pain and everything, we tried all sorts of treatment, nothing. But it was not only me, my business as well got a big hit. Because I lost one of my most important clients during that time. Which, when I looked at it, I uh, said, it's fine because I couldn't work anyway. Being unable to work my full hours, our income at home dropped drastically. I went to claim the short-term disability because I couldn't work. The insurance didn't want to pay because there was no name for the sickness I had. So my health got worse. Doctor couldn't find anything. So I went from tests, exams, and everything We came back. You're not feeling good, but we don't know what's going on. My business also went out of shape. I had to let go all my great contractors. Because we couldn't keep up with the project. With me being sick, I was unable to work. So I would take a work and then it didn't work. So my business completely dried up. My family and I were now living on our savings which we completely used and just one income and some job that I couldn't do in an hour or two. Things I was able to do in 20 minutes took me two days and I lost many of my clients. We tried to save ourselves and have more money, but that didn't work. We went to Montreal. You land in a land where IT has tons of opportunities. But it looked like I couldn't get anything. Looked in Winnipeg, it was completely dry. I was wondering if I had to file for bankruptcy or something. At a certain point, we reached the bottom. No RSP, nothing. We lost everything. We've been praying for that. And the church has been praying for that for a long time. It seems that nothing happened. No treatment work nothing and as we reached the bottom we were tired actually sometimes we were praying and say lord we are tired of this but we we didn't want to (laughs) die suddenly god intervened it was in the middle of the week like we didn't pray especially for that we didn't fast something just during the week I slept seven hours I woke up the next morning I was feeling good lungs breathing well the next weekend I was actually swimming which I couldn't do it was a Thursday I think maybe it was the prayerfulness or prayer summit I don't know I was pretty sure somebody prayed and I felt fine God has just done that day what he promised me before To tell you what he said before even everything started. Before I even got all those problems. God told me something during a dream. I will heal you. I was like, okay. In those days I was fine. I was training six hours a week. I was swimming during the weekend with the kids. (laughs) My business was fine. I had a lot of work. Sometimes I was turning away some jobs because I had enough. I had contractors. One of them even had put a recommendation for him and said, this is the best boss I've ever had. But I had to let him go too. Suddenly, God came and healed as he said. Before I knew everything before I even knew that I would go through that pain, all the problems, God saw that and He told me what He's going to do with that. I believe God didn't just heal me physically because He's still restoring us physically, mentally, even financially. God has been moving things and He's still doing that today. This journey, as dramatic as it can be, it can sound, testifies of God's goodness. God saw the pain and the trouble that were coming against me. And with love, He warned me. He was with me during that time. Because we didn't die. With no money. We didn't die. And He saved us. And He's still working in us. Throughout all this experience, coming out of this, He gave me a command. Go and share. Go and tell them that I'm the Lord over situation, times, money, and systems. Are you here today stuck in some situation that you don't know how to get out of it? Maybe it's your own fault. You got into that that trouble because of yourself. I want to tell you that love of God is greater than that. I want to tell you that through the pain that you have been going through, God had a purpose. And I want to tell you that through that pain, God has a command for you. You will get out of this. You will get out of this. Because of Him. So if you have your Bible, let's turn and read Luke 22. Verse 31 to 34. And if you don't have a Bible, just follow on the screen. Verse 31. Simon, Simon, behold, that's Jesus speaking. Satan demanded to have you, that he may sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned away, strengthen your brothers. 33, Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both into prison, And to death, Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny three times that you know me. Lord, I pray that your word today may strengthen us. That you may encourage us. That you may speak to us. Let this Sunday be an event in the spiritual world. An event for us, when you come down, you speak your word of healings and deliverance. The day we celebrate the deliverance from the pain and from the chains that has been holding us back. That way we celebrate your victory in faith, in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of my message today is strengthen your brothers. And by brothers you understand I'm meaning everybody. The story happens Passover time, Passover night. Jesus just had the Last Supper. And He just just talked with His disciples about His suffering and His death for the sins of the world. But also about the kingdom that was coming on earth. I don't think the disciples paid attention about the suffering and death part because after that they start quarreling about who's the greatest it's only the kingdom that you know kingdom stuff who is the greatest in the upcoming kingdom you know it's strange is it really the time to think about all that there's more critical issues it's like when you have kids you're already late you have to run to school or come to church. you late. You just realize that you have socks with two different colors. And that where they start fighting over a cup of milk. Oh, this is my cup. This is my cup. Really? Is it really the time? Then you start speaking in tongues. What did I... Oh, I Get in the car. Is it really the time to start fighting over who is greatest while I'm talking about serious things that are coming? The distractions of the world. Jesus stops them right there. And rebukes them. And after he turns to Peter and says these words. Simon, Simon. There are a few things I want to share with you this morning. And as I say, the Lord will help you. Everything together, from the beginning of this service to the end of this message. The first thing I want to share with you, it's God's unconditional love in adversity. Verse 31, Jesus turns to Peter. They've been talking about, they were out of scope right there. Jesus turns to him, Simon, Simon. He calls him, he calls Peter by his former name, Simon. Not the Peter, he turned, he called him, showing the future Peter, strong and passionate for Christ. He called him by his first old name. The Jews chorus, we say that when he calls him twice, like Abraham, Abraham, Samuel, Samuel, and Simon, Simon, it's a sign of affection. Like a father we call a son when he wants to tell him something nice. It's a sign of affection when an instructor look at a student and say, DDA, DDA. In our culture, it means the opposite. Eh? Huh? Didier, Didier, what did you just do to yourself? Look at your leg. You know, Didier, Didier. You know what I can, you know, what you did was just um, crazy. Hmm? That's in our culture. But in this context, it's love showing that I'm caring about you. You might have been out of scope. I'm talking about something. You out there. But Simon, Simon, love is there. Jesus might have been pointing out some character flaws. Because we know Peter was looking strong physically. He was outspoken, courageous. Always the first to go. But Jesus foresaw fear, lies, and betrayal. And when he calls him by that name, it to mention you may appear, but I know exactly who you are. It's with love that I'm pointing out those issues. When God talks about our failures, our sins, it's not to blame us. It's with love that He wants to address that. God, is Jesus demonstrated His unconditional love for Peter. He knew what was coming. He knew Peter was not perfect. The way he wanted. He knew he wouldn't stand. It's not because Peter stood perfectly before the temptation. It's not because he he was perfect during the time of temptation. It's not because he passed successfully that time of temptation. It doesn't matter. Jesus loved him. Pointing out his failures. I say, I know who you are. That's why I love you. I know who you are. As broken. With all the failures that you you have in your life. That's why I love you. I repeated it twice. So that you may talk to yourself. You know yourself with your failures. Your brokenness. Your lies. Your fears. That's why Jesus loves you. The love of Jesus is proactive. He foresaw the disciples future. And the hard times that were coming. He didn't stop there. Before they even knew what was happening. He was praying for them. Jesus loves pursue us. When we were sinners, He came and died for us. If you were here, never experienced that love of Jesus. I want to tell you that God has been pursuing you. If you are watching on the internet, God has been pursuing you. Not because of what you did or didn't do. Just because He loves you unconditionally. The Bible says that, For at the... At just the right time. While we were still powerless. Christ died for the ungodly. It is rare indeed that. For anyone to die for a righteous man. Though for a good man. Someone might possibly. Dare to die. But God shows his love for us. That while we were still sinners. Christ died. For us Romans 5 verse 8 Our culture wants us to earn God's love To work for it To behave a certain way To come to church in a certain way So God will love us That doesn't work like that God loves you Because of whatever you have The way you are He loves you What's the catch? Absolutely nothing Nada Nada Aucun. Rien du tout. God loves you. So where is Jesus in our adversities? Verse 31 and 32. So says that Jesus looked at Simon and said, Behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he may sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you. Where is Jesus in our adversities? He's praying for us. He's been praying for us. He prays for you. Even under the devil's accusation and demands, Jesus stands with you. Not that if the devil accuses you, he's probably right. Huh? He's probably right. But Jesus stands with you. This is the good news. This is the good news. He's standing with you. The Bible says that who is to condemn? Christ is the one who died. More than that, He was raised. Is sitting at the right hand of God. And He's indeed interceding for us. Romans 8 verse 34. Where is Jesus in the midst of our troubles? Our adversities? jesus is with you in the midst of fire and waters i love this verse isaiah 43 verse 2 when you pass through waters i'll be with you and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you when you walk through fire you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you 2017 has been tough but i have experienced these verses live it's real god is really with you coming from africa there's the way we live you can live without money because you know people give you money here and there this society here is more strict their principal their banks their things fees to pay and stuff like that you cannot actually live without money i did six months without income I mean, I'm still smiling, because Jesus is with you every day. It doesn't matter. Jesus is above the system. Jesus is above the bank rules and everything. He will provide for you. Not that Peter was certain he would never betray Jesus. He said, "Lord, I'm ready to go with you both in prison and to death." But Jesus saw what he was caught in the action in the, the violence that was there he lost, Peter lost all his means he attempted to stop them remember, he used a sword to cut the ears of one of the servants of the soldiers but quickly he realizes that the situation was above himself and all his declaration that's about all it could do the rest was denied. Liars and betrayal. If you find yourself powerless before your situation. I want to say that Jesus knew that. And he's still with you right now. Where is Jesus in our adversities? Jesus is there. When the blindness of our sinful nature causes us to fall. Being human, our limitation and and flaws give us a ton of you. We cannot see everything. We don't even see how we are going down here to our lost when we take a path. Peter was confident in his abilities and strength, putting himself even above the others. He said in Matthew, even if they forsake you, I will never. Mm? He was the first one. Sometimes we have come to think that we are the one who came to Jesus. We decided that today I'm going to be a Christian. Then when I pray, God has to execute my prayers. My prayers. We forget that it's through love that God answers our prayers. Pride has blinded us, so we have lost control of ourselves. The Bible says that before destruction, the man's heart is audy. But humility comes before honor. Proverbs 18, verse 12. Where's Jesus in our adversities? Jesus stood in prayer against Satan's accusation. There's a reality in this world that usually, as Christians, we love to ignore. That there's a spiritual battle around us. Things we cannot control, things we don't even know. Peter didn't know what was happening, but Satan demanded him, like he's demanding each of us. But Jesus stood against that prayer, against those demands. Says Satan demanded you, Peter. But I have prayed for you. Note the power of prayer. It stands against everything. I want to encourage you not to neglect prayer. As we call people to pray, to hear. Don't neglect that. Prayer stops the damage. It could have been worse. But prayer stops the devil. Why are you waiting for God to break through your life? prayer we keep you strong we keep you hoping prayer we keep your faith strong until you see God's deliverance Amen. if you have today been through fire and you think that you're losing i want to tell you first that god loves you and he's still with you it might take long but he's gonna break through. He's been praying for you. And today, we wanna have the chance to pray for you. To stop the damage. To stop the devil to do more than what he already caused you. Because God is breaking through very soon. Point number two. God's purpose in adversity. Why did Jesus allow this? Why does all this happen to me? Why me? Not that Jesus prayed. He said, but I prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Jesus didn't pray for Peter and the others that they may be spared from trials. They surely had to go through them. And I thank God. The Bible says, before I was disciplined, I was lost. But now I've learned I've learned so much. I even started writing a book about what happened to me. 101 lessons I learned as a Christian businessman. Almost at the end right now. I hope that this book will help at least one person because this is the command. But Jesus prayed that through the test of hardship that their faith may not fail. That they will be stronger through hardship. It's sad to say that hardship is the best teacher for human being. So sad. But however, it's, we learn better in difficulties. Through adversities, God brings us to the end of our strength. That comes from Ron, actually. Thanks, Ron. I like this sentence. Through adversities, God brings us to the end of our own strength and wisdom. Which are bad solutions anyways. And offers us a victory through faith. This is not positive thinking. This is not being positive. You wake up in the morning. Today is going to be a good day. And so I'll be strong. No. Faith is relying on God's words. It's because God says that I know that I'll be fine. Sometimes as a Christian. You are going through pain. And people come and talk to you. All those nice little philosophy and words. that just get you so mad. Because they don't reveal the reality of what's happening. You're going to be fine. Who told you that? But I can say I'm going to be fine. Because Jesus said I will be fine. I will overcome this. That's why I'm walking with a smile. Because I know he said something. Faith is relying on Jesus Christ for your salvation. I tried to resolve my problems. I tried to save myself many times. I was afraid that I would be lacking money for my family. So last year I took a contract. I I knew God didn't want me to take that. Because it was out of fear that I took that contract. You know, that was the worst contract Ever. You know, I worked in Congo when I was young with somebody with a gun behind me. It was stressful, but that was okay. He didn't know how to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in Germany. The first day I landed there, the only word I knew in German was ja, and nein, and wust. And That Achso means. Yeah, yeah, you understand. I said, keep on doing, keep on talking. One day I'll figure out what you're talking about. <laughs> ah, so. That was stressful. But that was okay. <laughs> but this one. <laughs> he even wanted to fight with me. And then fist fight with me. I said, we, what are we doing here? What stress? He offered me after that to own the software I was working on. I said, I give it to you, you own it. And he wanted to give me more money so I can stay. I said, no. I quit. I left that contract. More stressed. Sick. And even in worse financial situation than when I started. I tried to save myself. It didn't work. Fear and anxiety... Anger, frustration will lead us to make bad choices. Take paths that will destroy us. Because of fear and anxieties, many have engaged in relationships that today are destroying them. Because of external pressure, we get stuck in problems, in paths that we took. And the people who pressed us, who had advised us, when you get in trouble... They disappear. God says. The plans of the heart belongs to the man. But the answer of the tongue. Is from the Lord. All ways of a man. Are pure in his own eyes. But the Lord. The Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord. And your plans. Will be established. In the book I'm talking about. Lesson 40, I wrote. Any decision we make, in business decision we make, are underlined by three things: conviction that we have, emotions, and external pressures that coming from outside. And by the way, I didn't read that in John Maxwell and all those things. It's just what I just learned from God. And all that, if they are motivated, your decisions are motivated by fear, anger. Frustration and all that will lead you to failure. You reacting to things because you're scared. They lead you to failure or temporary solution, which are bad ideas. That's why we have to fill ourselves with the word of God. This way you build a package. You build a big luggage from which you can draw the word of God that will sustain you in times of trouble. Faith comes from the word of God. When you hear them, you succeed. The more you read the word, the better you become to make godly decisions. Because your feelings, your emotions, external pressure, which is the Holy Spirit coming and telling you things, are only going to be based on what God says. That's why, and that's when you start succeeding. In times of trouble, anxiety and all that. Is the best thing why I'm talking about that I think God is talking to us about fear and anxieties if you've been under pressure you know bills are coming you know all those things coming to you and you've been here trying to react by fear today I want to tell you that Jesus saw those bills Jesus saw all the pain coming don't rush don't precipitate don't run Trust and listen to him. He will lead you to the path of victory, because he's praying for you. Now, to my last point, God's command after or in adversity. Jesus looks at Peter and say, "When you have turned again, or when you repent." When you come back to yourself. Oh, not to yourself. Come back to me. That's a repentance. Jesus is talking. Strengthen your brothers. This is the mission. I have good news for you. When Jesus prays for you, there's no other option but victory. Listen, Jesus didn't say, if it happens that you turn back, I prayed for you if it happens that you turn back if if you ever at certain points know when you come back because I have been praying for you I want to tell you this morning you'll get through this you will get through this because of Jesus Christ he's been praying for you the victory is there and when you do and when you do, there is a mission. We have been talking about going with the gospel. Go spread the gospel. And most of us, we always complain, you know, I don't know what to say. You know, it's I'm just brand new in Christianity. Or oh, I don't know this, I'm not religious. You don't have to. Because your adversity and your victory are your message. Tell them how Jesus loves them. Tell them how Jesus rescue you. Because he can do the same for them. Tell them what you went through. That's your, the content of your message. So don't wait until everything is perfect. I'm still waiting for God to restore me completely. Could restore my business. But from what I saw from God today. I am pretty sure. That he will continue the good work he started. He will do that not only for me. He will do that for you as well. Because he wanted me to speak today. Peter. Remember? Peter who denied Jesus. Who was the first to write. Was allowed to be the first to preach. He was still struggling with that issue. Because when he met Jesus after the resurrection. He was still holding. He had issues with that. Remember that he got rebuked by the Lord to go to preach to the Gentiles. He was still a work of in progress. We are all work in progress. And as God is working in us, we have to stand with everything we went through and go with the gospel and tell them that Jesus saves. Cause it's true. Jesus saves. Don't be like, I wanna wait until the end to see if, whether or not it's It will work. You will come through that. Because Jesus saves. Whatever happened to your life, I don't know today. As I said, I wanna, I don't wanna put a summary, give you a summary today. Just put everything together since we started this service. Till now. What has God I've been telling you. Luke 22, verse 31 and 34, we read, says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he may shift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned away again, Strengthen your brothers. Can I take some time to pray? Lord we want to thank you. For your victory. Thank you Lord because you are so present. You are so present in this world. So present with us. You know us so well. And yet, you, us, you love us without condition. Thank you for the victories in everyone's life here today. Thank you for the provision of strength, of glory that you have for each of us here. I pray that your word today may land in the soft land. That today your word will work in in every one of us. These little sentences here and there that we heard you speaking to us. I pray that today those words we find a land where they can have roots, grow and produce fruits. Lord we want to thank you because we are here in the coming days of the work that you have been doing. The deliverance you have been bringing. The anxieties and fear that you have been casting away. The victories over the words and the accusation of the devil. Victories over financial problems and sicknesses. You bring us through this. And Lord, we want to thank you for that. We thank you all in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.